0: The following episode of TOEFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deek speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. <laughs>
1: Bar, the bar and the holy <laughs> Hello and welcome to Toe Fop, I'm Charlie Clawson.
0: And I am Will Anderson, or am I? What? Or am I? Is this really me, Charlie? Or is this a wax statue of me? What are you talking about? Um, we've got some exciting news here, Charlie. Uh, I think you may have heard of a little thing called uh, Madame to Swords. Yes. Yeah, where they put all the... Uh, like statues of the, you know, famous so people, is. the people who've really achieved something pr- probably amazing and world-changing in that have changed the world so much that we must build a statue out of wax mm. and display them so people can... It's it's nice enough not even to just meet them, Charlie, but to stand next to a statue of them. <laughs> what a what a beautiful gift <laughs> to the world from those artists. Well, Charlie, they're opening a Madame to Swords in Sydney. Yeah, and Is uh, it Tissot or Tissot? I don't know. You say to swords, I say swords. Let's call the whole thing up. <laughs> uh, look, it may not come as a surprise that I have not really paid much attention <laughs> to Madame de Swords until they've come knocking on my door because I think people can see where this is going. Uh, they're, they're putting one in Sydney. And look, to be honest, they've yeah, made statues of the properly famous people already. Yeah. Now, as a media stunt, and that's what it is, let's be honest, as a media stunt they've put together a list of like six people and there's like one slot left. Yeah. And like you know, so you have to vote for your favorite person and say why. Yeah. And um, but there's only one slot, and conveniently, they're all people who are like media people who might talk about. Who might it. have
1: like 150,000 followers yeah. on Twitter. Who might be
0: talking about Madame Tussauds or yeah. Tussauds or whatever it is on their, their podcast, creating awareness. <laughs> <laughs> there was no scientists on the list. Uh, you know, there was nobody who would. Uh, no Fred run, Hollows. No, no one who won the no Nobel Peace Prize. No Caroline Frost. They looked at him and he goes, "Well, how many Twitter followers does he have?" Sure, he gave eyesight to children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, does he does he have YouTube downloads? Like, can I can I Google him? So anyway. have you said yes to this then? Yeah, well, you know what? They rang up to say, you know, hey, um, can you do it? Because you have to give you permission. They don't just break into your house in the middle of the night and make a wax statue of you. Could you? Is that a copyright? You can't copyright your face,
1: can you? You can you not make something in someone's likeness? And no, I guess you can't. People get sued for that, don't they?
0: Mm.
1: Like you can't sort of print up a bunch of T-shirts with Leonardo DiCaprio's face on it.
0: I don't think so. I think you own your own, yeah, face. Yeah. Like I think if somebody was selling a, like a yeah, a T-shirt with your face on it, you'd have to get a little slice <laughs> of that, you know. Um, so anyway, yes. So obviously I'm one of the people and they, rang, they um, rang up to see if I would do it. And I just thought, well, well, it's smart move by Why not? Them. It's smart
1: move by them. Because once they make your mould, then they can just do Adam Hill's. Yeah, just cut his leg off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get the leg from the old Arnie Terminator should, from the Hard Rock Cafe. You should Cafe. specify,
1: yeah, you can do it. But you want to have an animatron- animatronic wax sculpture. Oh, yeah. So you can have some kind of Westworld type thing happen where all of a sudden you go berserk. The Will the will statue goes berserk and starts killing tourists.
0: But, you know, the thing is, I, w- I would be up for that. Because it's it's basically... Like, I mean, we've talked about this, like, a lot already on this show, but, like, it's it's essentially, like, a, a robot sex doll. Yeah. Like, if I could have a robot sex doll version of me. Waxy sex I don't know about. Uh. Waxy? That'd be better. Really? Yeah. Isn't you it, just isn't warm it up of... the bits that you needed to stick things but into. But you put wax on your hands
1: to get gri- a grip on something that's not, like, lubricated. Oh. Did you used to do that before footy? You'd put, like, wet hair wax on your hands so you could grip the ball on a wet day? No. Yeah, right. I yeah, did. We, we used to do
0: that. No, we would have beaten people up for having hair wax. <laughs> <laughs> I played at a hard football club, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, I played for East Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played in Hayfield, which is a timber town. Like there was literally like people who didn't have whole bits of their hands. Like and they were playing footy. Like if I tried to put wax in my hair, like if these guys <laughs> had tried to put wax in their hair, like one bit would get waxed down, the other bit'd still be sticking up because I only had three fingers. <laughs> Like a giant comb. I was going to say, like it's like an Afro comb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we went to this Timber Town called Hayfield and everyone had Afro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, yeah, it'd be sexy, I reckon. Like say. be are pretty cool. I've always who's, w- who's your um, ideal uh, woman? Like like your ideal fantasy woman? Oh, I'd, I'd currently it'd be Mila Kunis. All right. So, say one night. Um, like so, say I got into demand. Like
1: I said, currently, yeah, <laughs> because like I'm that in demand, I can just pick and choose. I can swap swap them out in and out. Yeah, currently it's Mila Kunis.
0: Well, it'd be it'd be weirder. though On the
1: sex stock exchange.
0: It'd be weirder though, Charles. She's
1: buying two Angelina Jolie So
0: <laughs> it would be weirder if in your own fantasy world that could never have any possibility of coming true, and where the limits of your imagination are boundless that you were limiting yourself. Yeah. Do you know right. what I mean? <laughs> people do It'd be that. a much weirder approach where you're like, well, I know this is completely fictional, but I'm still going to be a good guy about it, you know? <laughs> I've been loyal to Angelina for a few years. I do get that like that, though. I'd get very... You You said something to me once, it's
1: the same thing. I remember you were talking about South Park this is years ago, and you said that you resisted watching South Park because you wanted to be loyal to the Simpsons. <laughs> that is true. That is true.
0: And, and I didn't like Family Guy for a while because, you know, there was all the, the, Simpsons. the Simpsons hatred and stuff and yeah. I was like, I'm fucking with the Simpsons. <laughs> 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 the when en- the war starts and the animated war begins yeah the enemy the enemy of my friend is my enemy
1: okay out of those three shows if there was a war what who would win have to be the simpsons i guess just the weight of numbers there's, way to numbers there's more
0: massive massive taiwanese armies <laughs>
1: although the south park they tend to be i mean there's there's like a satan and like you know the mecha Streisand and stuff so yeah are, but
0: south park's only really two guys making the whole show you know what? No, I'm did. talking
1: about the characters. If the worlds collided, the world of The Simpsons oh, right. and the world of Family Guy and the world well, South Park, like if there was a war between the animated characters, it'd have, to be, it'd have to be The Simpsons just based on numbers, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, but you know what? Like, pretty much everyone in The Simpsons is at heart a loser. Yeah So like You know what I mean Like even though There's heaps of them yeah. They all come to the table With like a million Different foibles yeah. That could fuck up Your your war
1: And no one's like, like f- Physically No one like gets into fights In The Simpsons really yeah. Like what Snake Yeah Snake. So this, But who's
0: leading your army Not
1: Mayor Quimby Who did he lead in the army Mr Burns Mr Burns He's like the Darth Vader Of
0: the Simpsons Yeah but he's like The Emperor And they didn't win In the end <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's evil, devout? Him. The no, Ewoks from South Park. I reckon the South Park. Yeah, because that's what the kids are like. They're the ones that always, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. They like they are like the Ewoks. They just like go yep, through yep. and and, and, then, yep. and then in the end, they just sort of put the wire around the legs and fucking bang. And
1: bring down the, 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 the quad walkers from yeah, Family Guy.
0: Exactly. Have a little Ewok party. <laughs> I think that's what it'd be like. I mean, one Ewok would die and uh
1: well that'd be kenny yeah that's
0: right <laughs> oh my god oh my god you've killed ewokini <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they've killed wicked um so that's a little um, return of the jedi joke for you nerds out there yeah so i did i i i was um, resistant but no i think if one but more interestingly to me who would win um if it was you know the people behind the saints
1: would well, have to be the simpsons i mean they're kind of i mean they're just sort of so ingrained in into that into like showbiz now, like they'd have more contacts. Like if it became like one of the shows had to get canceled. I don't know, actually maybe family guy. Didn't Seth MacFarlane just sign a deal for like $300 billion to do like another four seasons or something. Yeah. He'd probably be the most cashed up with the least amount of people to share it amongst. I'd say.
0: And the South Park guys, they'd be like the Spartans.
1: Yeah, that's right. in number, yeah. but mighty warriors. But <laughs>
0: mighty, just can do it all
1: themselves. Well, in terms of like, if it came down to like a debate, like a presidential no. debate, then I think the South Park would win because yeah. they fucking say everything. Don't yeah. <laughs> offend Muslims, they don't give a shit. Uh, all
0: right, so uh, here's your scenario. Okay. Uh, Mila Kunis, right? All right, yep. Yeah. Um, who got crushed in the uh, awful family uh, Family Guy war? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, she yeah, voices me yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Tragedy, absolute tragedy for this. But, uh, so Mila Kunis. Uh, so okay. So I get into the um, the Madame Two Swords two in um, Sydney. <laughs> yeah. And um, so Madame Two Swords. Yeah. She <laughs> does doesn't have one? She's got two. <laughs> oh, Madame Two Swords. <Tussauds. laughs> <laughs> and Johnny Three Fingers. He's from Mobile. <laughs> Um. So, uh, as part of the prize, right, you get a key so that you can go into Madam's uh, at any stage. <laughs> You're too scared to say. Madam T. Yeah, go on Madam T's. Yeah. Uh, go on Mrs. Down, T. Go on down to Mrs. T's. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call it. They do need to rebrand yeah. it. That
1: that's been around for a long time. that and two Tussauds. So, I think they yeah, need to rebrand knows it. How to say it. Yeah, Mrs. T's. Mrs. T's. That's M- catchy. Yeah. Plus, they probably have a Mr. T in there. Yeah, totally. So they just need to rework. Put some lipstick on that statue. Put it out the front. Mrs. T's.
0: Mrs. T's. <laughs> yes, that would be brilliant. I
1: pity the poor fool who doesn't come to Mrs. T's. <laughs> It's the yeah. marketing campaign.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant. All right, cool. Okay, so uh, Mrs. T's. I've got the keys. I get I get the keys to Mrs. T's. See, so it even works better. <laughs> <laughs> it even works. It just Suddenly, as soon as you call it Mrs. Keys, oh, Mrs. everything is working better. <laughs> Mrs. Tease. Oh, Mrs. T's. Sorry. So I get the keys to Mrs. T's <laughs> as the prize. Yeah. They say, so anytime you want, if you want to bring your friends in and show them your statue yeah. or like you just want to come in. VIP like, pass, basically. You got a VIP pass, yeah. right? So I say, hey, Charlie. <laughs> Uh, the Mila Kunis, um statue is in the corner. I've um, got, five, the, minutes or ten got five minutes. I'll take the security cameras <laughs> I've put, put the security cameras on a loop. <laughs> That's what, what you always do in those high streams. yeah. yeah, yeah. I've just put it on a loop. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, somebody will fall off their chair while it's in the loop, and then I'll notice that they fell off their chair twice. And oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, so I'll give you the little key so you can go over and just spend some time with Mila Kunis. Yeah. Yeah. do what you what's the question?
1: Do, do you do that? What? Do I fuck do I fuck <laughs> the wax statue? It's a very elongated. Why, why didn't you just ask what I fuck a yeah. a statue? He gave me all this build up, all this backstory. She's dead. <laughs> Change the name of this the shop only to ask me if I'd fuck the statue. <laughs> um no. <laughs> We started this conversation by me saying it'd be t- it's it's grippy and it would hurt. Yeah. I don't want to rip my dick off inside. of I mean, imagine you that you could
0: melt like, like oh, that's true. Yeah, I could soften it up. up, but I don't yeah. want to hot
1: wax on my dick.
0: Why people like that? It's not in me. movies and stuff.
1: Yeah, so have you done that? done that? No. Well, I've
0: done it. Like I haven't done. it I've done it by accident at a party. Yeah,
1: like I've done it. In, <laughs> I've done it in church when you're like <laughs> yeah. like not an erotic situation. <laughs> Although for the priest there, <laughs> yeah. it might have been erotic for him to see the altar boy with wax yeah. running down his head.: We
0: were always reenacting ritual sacrifices. <laughs> I was naked. He was dripping wax on me. It was religious.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I drip wax on me and it hurts. And it burns. Yeah. I mean, what, the thing about it is it doesn't damage you, but it, you get that burn without this scolding. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Why would you do it? I don't know. If it was the end of the world, like just say it's like I am legend. Yeah. And, you know, like an I'm legend, Will Smith, he goes down to the video store and he set up mannequins yeah. around the store so that he can have conversations with when, yeah. he, when he comes in. Like, okay, end of the world. Mm. And, you know, I, I would, yes. I you would find, to,
0: oh, okay, so it's the end of the world and you find that Mrs. T's has, um, is still...
1: Yeah, it's still running. So I... I would, I would take a few dolls home yeah, and I'd set them up.
0: Oh, around. so you wouldn't go into Mrs. T's? It wouldn't be like the... Well, why would I? Unless, well, I mean, it could be like a brothel to you. Just your place where you do your dirty stuff with the wax statues. I suppose. I mean, you don't I wouldn't, have want have around wouldn't, bring, wouldn't want to bed. No, you know I mean, like uh, straight afterwards, why would feel
1: weird? Why would I need a place to do my dirty stuff when there is no one around to shame me?
0: I don't know. That Wouldn't you still shame yourself? Not in that scenario, I think. Okay. So, all right. Well, my next question <laughs> is this. Okay. Okay. So, all of Madame... Uh, yeah, to, to Mrs. Mrs. Tease is it still there, yeah. right? So after a while, do you just pick one and stick, like a Mila Kunis? Well, like, I think or like do you start to? You they're going to
1: have a finite lifespan. They're made of wax. It's not a very yeah. durable substance. So exactly, I'm saying. So like...
0: So every how many days are you fucking one of them till it explodes?
1: <laughs> I think like you'd only. I think you'd get a week's worth at the most. Just say okay. so fucking it once a day. Yeah, I reckon you get like seven cracks at it, All especially right. if you're doing different positions yeah. or. Like you know, using its mouth, or <laughs> you know what I mean, like because the mouth yeah. is—it's gonna break. It's yeah. got probably got false teeth in it or something like yeah. that. Yeah. that's So true. Um, then it's again, like mouth, by that by that it's stage, like a, it's a wax statue. By that stage, though, when you're fucking a lump of wax, yeah. does it really need to be in the form of a woman? Like, couldn't <laughs> well, I just go out to the factory I mean, would where you start to experiment? I think I probably would. I think, yeah.
0: Like, would you go like and find a bread because it would horror- something like that and go well, you know.
1: Yeah, but it wouldn't have anything to do with like, you know, experimenting with my sexuality. be just more like, find me some more wax to fuck. Because think about it. If you, it would horrify me more to be fucking a wax dummy of a woman and have its head break off or arm break off mid coitus. Like that would scar me. Yeah, right. And I can just go fuck a big square block of wax instead. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? Because ultimately they're both blocks of wax. I have somehow fashioned one into a female <laughs> shape, but ultimately I'm not going to be kidding myself. I'm fucking wax. So why don't I just go to the yeah. storeroom where they keep the wax and <laughs> fuck a block of it? You know <laughs> no, what I mean?
0: That's not true. That's like saying... That is
1: true. Do you think that like you'd be more attracted like to saying, wax if it was in the shape of whoever, that's uh, like like, De Deschanel?
0: That's like saying that you, um, like like a sex doll, is the same thing as like fucking your shower curtain. Like they're not the same. <laughs> not the same thing. Well, no, but like part I, I, of it is that no, they're in the but, shape of the thing on. that you would find desirable. Whereas a block of wax. Yeah, and no, I see it. But you're I, not going to like unless you're pretending you're fucking the Tardis or something. Like I don't see how a block of wax is going to be. Because because
1: I, I think that the like the difference with a sex doll yeah. is when you're fucking like either the shower curtain one or the really advanced latex ones. You know those creepy real life yeah. ones. Mm. Is that they they don't disintegrate as you're fucking them. No, and what I'm saying to you is that... But they're
0: also shellacons.
1: Yeah, but it's, like it's going to hold its form, so it's not going to, like, bother me, but I would be bothered by fucking, like, a wax dummy of a woman and having, like, half the face peel off or the arm break or the neck snap. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> I mean, that... that well, but let's just say, after... Like, <laughs> Why are you trying let's to Let's just say, it? after a few weeks of experimentation... Yeah. Um, after a few weeks of experimentation, you work out that, like, the ideal amount without anything... Breaking off or falling off is like four days. Okay. So every four days you can before re- yeah. you can retire them. They still look. They still look great. Well, I'll have my
1: hall of fame. Yeah. Exactly. My and hall they, of shame.
0: Yeah. So
1: Marilyn, Angelina, Justin Bieber. I was really drunk that night.
0: <laughs> It'd be like that Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart, yeah. like Doris Day. What? And so um, I could have
1: an Abraham Lincoln one and someone could find like a hole in the back of his head and it's like, oh, I thought he shot in the front of the head. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that my, wasn't a bullet hole. My
0: cut goes back into the left. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so I think that's quite interesting. Like, I mean, because after a while you just, I think I'd be like doing it for, I'd be more like into role playing stuff. With like, the, do- the, the do- Yeah, so I'll go and find like, you know, the Terminator and like, you know.
1: Fuck the, a Terminator. The fucking
0: Terminator. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Would, that, would you think you'd experiment? Would men and women dolls just become the same yeah, thing definitely. after a while? I mean, it would be the same. It's not like they have penises or vaginas.
0: I assume they don't.
1: No, you just have to make a hole yourself. Yeah. Like I hold can't a, like imagine a that lighter they, underneath it or that something. That would
0: be weird if you found out at Mrs. T's. They always make the genitals, even though you can't see them. They, they must, always make them. I reckon them there would there. be. i would be last.
1: I've stuff. never been to Mrs. T's. But uh, I imagine if just say there is a David Hasselhoff one, there might be David Hasselhoff yeah, one okay. and he's just in his shorts. I imagine there would be some kind of junk down there. Some
0: sort of like, you know, bulge.
1: Bulge. Bulge. Whether or not they shape a helmet, a shaft, and two balls. They don't do that. It
0: looks more like a pear.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine if that was your job on the production line? Is everyone else is making like finely detailed uh-huh. like skin and eyes and you're on dick patrol? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're gonna sit there making balls and dicks.
0: You might like not like that, but or maybe you were one of those kids where like at primary school yeah. on the desk all you would do when like <laughs> like other people were learning was draw a cock and balls. Yeah. And you've managed to make a really fucking good living. That's not just little boys. Balls.
1: Even at our age, even like with our friends, men and women, you leave something unattended and you could – there's a high probability that you'll get a dick and balls drawn on it, even yeah. now. And, and, and girls and, find and it and just as lot, funny. And
0: quite a lot of the time that, that thing is you when you fall asleep. <laughs> <out of party. laughs> yeah. Like I, I – um, no, no, I, I – anyone who's ever seen me on Good Newsweek, um, the, that show, I'm notorious because they give you little bits of paper – and I'm not really ever sure why, because it's an improvised show. So by the time you wrote down something that you were going to say, like the conversation would have moved on. To, you're just better to try to keep up and be funny. Yeah. Right. So they give me this pen and this pad and so, for an hour and a half, when we record that show, all I do is draw cock and balls, and then pass them to my partners when important stuff is happening. And I do that for an hour and a half, and then each time I just draw a different cock and balls, and then slide it over, slide it over.
1: So, how do you do? You draw if people it, at home knew. There's a, there's a couple of different ways that you can draw it. I people, do, I've got a range. Okay, so you've I got, could
0: do like I could do an exhibition. Like <laughs> I, literally, I literally could. I reckon, and I could probably, you know, like if you if you just went out there and this is what I'm really passionate about, yeah. Like I have enough people who follow me on Twitter, or whatever, that I could be like, hey, like this thing that I've really been working on, it's my art, and like high, and you can just, if you know can just if you were like a.
1: David Lynch or yeah. David Cronenberg, one of those interesting, moody kind of directors who dabbled in yeah. art, I can could definitely get away with a cock and balls exhibition, yeah. As Will Anderson, no.
0: Mate, I have made my living talking about cock and balls.
1: Yeah, I know, but no, So no that one's- would be
0: like people would be like, oh my god. He's not just doing dick jokes now, but he's drawing pictures of dicks. Yeah,
1: but I don't think you could do the crossover as well. Because it wouldn't be... Because you're considered a comedian, people would think, oh, this is another joke. Whereas if you're like a David Lynch or someone, it's like, oh, no, this guy's kind of an artist. Yeah, right. Like, you know, Jeff Bridges takes photos, apparently, and he's a really good photographer. Yeah. And I think he's had exhibitions and stuff. And it's like, well, you know, he... on one hand, you know him as like the actor, but then you go, "Oh, yeah, I can see that he could he could be a photographer." Yeah. You think yeah. of the Big Lebowski, you know? He seems like the kind of guy who would be just chilling out, taking shots. Yeah, sure, but with you drawing cocks, well, I, I think I uh, don't know that it translates to that. If
0: anyone can take a photo, Charlie. I can take a fucking photo on my phone. Yeah, and not everyone can. Okay, do so an just say of cock and ball. Just say there's you've, no app for that.
1: You just say you've got like five seconds That's to, a to draw idea. the the draw my a God, cock, is we, like.
0: How good would it be? Like if it, this is an app idea, okay. this could make us a fucking fortune. So a trademark market. Trade market. Uh, is, is that enough? Yep. Just yep. to say it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> cool. uh, for people who... I'm no big city lawyer, but... If that's not enough, what we've actually done right now is pause this podcast, go and trademark it. Maybe that took six weeks. I'm not sure. And now we're back. <laughs> yeah. Continuing this conversation. Um, is this... Because there's a, an app on it, which is very popular, um, uh, where you just put cats on photos. So like... Yeah, because you know how everyone – the internet is like pretty much held together by hate and cats. Yeah. And so they – um, so you get a photo and then you just can put other cats on top of the photo and it's really popular and it's like cost a dollar. So you,
1: do you drag photos from your photo album and – Yeah. Right,
0: okay. And you just put cats on it. Okay. And right. that's it. That's the whole app. We could do one with cock and balls.
1: Hand-drawn cock and balls or real cock and yeah, balls? Yeah, but like you – know, like, Cartoony. Yeah,
0: cartoony cock and balls so that you could put dicks on the faces of people – that you That's had a, photos of in your phone. That
1: is a really good idea. Do you know what I
0: mean? That's like that really would be an idea. app that people would definitely like, teenage boys and men <laughs> would love an app on your phone that you could take a photo of someone and then make cock and balls <laughs> appear like on their face. Have <laughs>
1: you seen that, that app Face Swap? Face Swap, it's a really popular app where you take a photo of people sort yeah. of standing side by side and then you can take their faces and oh, swap yes. them over. So you see yes. what someone's facial features look with someone with hair yeah. and body. Um, a friend of mine did that, except instead of taking a photo of two guys standing side by side, he took a photo of one guy's cock, like a close-up of a guy's cock, and then took a photo of his, friend, his friend's face, and then swapped the faces, so one of them, his entire face, he looks like a kind of half-man, half-elephant, like under the nose, the cock is photoshopped hanging under, sorry, under the nose, under the eyeballs, instead of the nose, he has a cock <laughs> hanging down two balls for a chin, and it looks... Like you could slip that, you know, into like a Star Trek website and people go, oh, yeah, that's a creature. And then you have to do a double jack. Wait a minute, that, his nose looks awfully lot like a penis. So I'm not saying that app exists. but
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good app though. That would be a good app. Um, so
1: if you had to draw a penis real quick, just say you're on Good News Week, yeah. what's your go-to, your quick one? Is it like, because there's, there's a couple. There's one that okay. you draw it like an aeroplane, so it's like balls down the bottom shaft, sort of triangly type helmet at the top. That's your sort of standard airplane yeah. and balls.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or like a Or like you do a, a
1: side match. on snail where it's yeah. like balls and a looping down dick, but yeah. it's sort of like almost one pen stroke. You don't yeah. really define the helmet or anything like yeah. that. Which one's yours?
0: No, no, I'm the, the rocket launcher. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And do you do veins?
0: Uh I mean that's that's what i do on it, like if I'm yeah. If you got time. If I got time. And what or about, if I'm trying to take it up to the next level. What about hair?
1: Dotted hair on the Oh balls? no,
0: no, curly hair curly hair yeah curly hair yeah. yeah right mine's yeah. old school <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. 70s bush yeah. <laughs> you know like it's old school cock and balls yeah. like I still do it the way I brought it when I was fucking five man like I'm kicking it old school I'm none of this modern fucking remix of your cock and balls with no pubes nah no, it's like pubes are a big part I would never do cock and balls without pubes
1: how come no one does a cock and balls with a foreskin like you know you never see like gross. a sleeping bag
0: they're gross, Charlie. They look gross. That's why.
1: You're not drawing them for it to be erotic. You're drawing them to be funny. And nothing's funnier than a sleeping bag looking dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some people do do tiny little shaft and massive fucking head, whatever it's called. I don't really know what the bits of the pieces are called. The helmet. Helmet. Is am that pretty what it's sure that's what <laughs> is, that, is that what it's called? I think so. Is that what people call it or is that actually what it's called? Because there'd be technical names for it all. But I just I don't have never, like I've just, the shaft, is it the shaft called the shaft? Uh, Yeah, well, it's a shaft. Yeah, as
1: just as a like a general noun, it's a shaft. Yeah, the helmet. No, it's it's subjective. That's not that's not what it's called. I think it's the glands. Oh, right. The glands is the head. Yeah, all right. And then the shaft, and then the testicles, and the scrotum.
0: Yeah.
1: What else do we need to know about it? The shaft is the only thing we can't name medically.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shaft from the Latin shaftus. (laughs) I told you my parents used to teach sex education. Yeah, at my primary school.
0: Uh, maybe. Have I told you that? Oh.
1: Well, my parents used to take sex, edu- sex education at primary school And that sucks, man Like at primary school For your parents to come in And say they would educate well, Grade 4, grade 5 Is that when you start getting sex education? Mm-hmm. So they'd come in and do a talks To say the grade 4s and grade 5s And I'd be in, say, grade 2, grade 3 yeah. Come to school the next day, man <laughs> You are it from all fucking angles Oh man, your dad said penis Your mum said vagina but the worst part was they would talk about me because they were like, "We need a way to relate to the kids." Yeah, and so they talk about you know, um, oh, when our son, um, when you know, when Charles was born, it was a, quite a painful labour as he came through uh, Eileen's vagina. Like they'd actually include me. It wasn't enough to just shame me by being there. They'd actually name drop me, hoping to win over my classmates.
0: Oh my god, you came out of your mum's vagina. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly, horrifying, right? The oh. most unnatural thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> But then, I, when I was finally old enough to attend... Basically,
0: they gave bullies a cheat sheet. Yeah. Like, bullies didn't have to go to the effort to find out what they could tease you about. Yeah, Your mum and dad came to school and said, oh, look, just to save you guys some time, here's some notes. They couldn't have made things. me
1: more of a target if they'd put, like, a fluorescent orange vest on me yeah. and told all the bullies, hey, that kid just beat him up. <laughs> like, it was like pouring chum in the water, man. They came. But the worst part was, by the time I was old enough to actually attend one of their own, like, classes, yeah. so grade three, grade four... Um, (laughs) they were going like, had, you know, the anatomy of the male and female and they're going through naming all the things and they got to the the testicles and they said, does anyone know what this is called? And I put my hand up because, you know, I'd heard them talk about it. And I said, yeah, what are they? They're called balls and everyone pissed themselves. And my parents who were sex educators had never once thought to tell me the correct name for testicles. (laughs) They'd always called them balls. So... Like, not only am I embarrassed, but I look like a fucking idiot that my parents were sex... I don't even know by grade three that they're called testicles.
0: <laughs> I am... Um, I I like to think that they've done that on purpose, your parents. Well, they ha- yeah, I think so. Maybe to you fuck know? with me. Well, you have
1: like... By the time you get to kid number nine, you're yeah. like, fuck it, let's fuck with this one. Let's see how we have got five in university. Yeah. We know we've done okay there. Yeah, we've got the with bottom those. four. Let's
0: yeah. experiment. Yeah. I mean, the, the old time ways don't always work in the new time generation. It's like the game of AFL has developed a lot. You know, the same things that when you were a premiership 10, 15 years ago are not going to fucking cop it. Yeah, take it now. They had to experiment, Charlie. They needed to blood some new ideas, you know? Of freestyling, let's lie to him about some stuff and embarrass him I don't and see what the, how he turns
1: out. I don't think they lied. I just think it was one of those things that slipped their mind. But they could have possibly given me like a little, like a heads up before. Yeah. And say, hey, we're going to talk about this stuff. You know what all these things are called, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> we yeah. have gone through that with yeah. you, but no. Uh so that's it. But people, people can vote for me um, for the the wax thing. We'll put it on our Facebook page if you if you want to. Um, you know, if you don't want to, that's fine too. When does it get built? Um in, so I think this thing goes like into December or something, and then they basically then they do it and they come to you, because what do you mean to your house? Well, wherever, yeah. wherever you are, like you don't have to go to them for the the thing. They told me this. I said, oh, I said oh, I might be in America if I if I did win, and they're like, oh no no, that's fine. We'll have someone come out to. This is a I genuine email. A, this wasn't something that you just got
1: from a Nigerian They're from prince. Nigeria, yeah, yeah. right? Mrs. We're making a Mrs. Two Swords museum, Mr. Adam Anderson.
0: They said I had to pay them $20,000 for wax. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, it was an honour. So, did, I mean, I
1: imagine it's like a, a fully intensive process where they take like a mould. Is that how doing? Did they do it? Have they explained
0: any of that kind of shit? No, I didn't think I'm going to win, so I didn't really go into the details of that.
1: Oh right, so okay, so that's why we're going to vote. So they're, yeah. they're going to say one of these six celebrities will yeah. make, and everyone gets to vote. Yeah, exactly. who are you up against?
0: Um, uh, Amanda Keller.
1: Yeah, you'll um, beat her.
0: I'm up against Carrie Ann Kelly. Yeah, she's that. a bit of an icon. Yeah. Um, I'm up against uh, Carl Sanderlands. Wow. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. He's got a big audience. He does. Like you know. He's got a big gut too. They're gonna need a lot more wax. <laughs> <laughs> I might sneak in because they will need less wax. <laughs> that's the only advantage that I have. Um, I don't know, some other people as well. I I, I didn't pluck a duck. Pluck a duck. Vulcan from gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> imagine,
1: all the all the big names.
0: Can you imagine if that's what it was? They just said, look, uh yeah, two four, and you're looking around going, oh yeah, no, what well, this is. Oh, to be honest, these people all have a lot more experience in, than me in the industry. It's nice to be included and thought of, you know, at that same level. And Vulcan from Gladiators. Well, you know he was. He, you
1: know he was nominated for a Logie. Vulcan. I've always thought Pluck a Duck was nominated for a Logie, and I've always thought like in the Logies they have that Best New Talent category. Yeah. And I've always thought like. If you're going to do that, that's fine. But maybe have a best new actor and then a best new personality category. Because if you're some guys come out of like three years of drama school, you know, you're a trained professional. And then you get nominated for an award. Or you've done, you first job out of drama school, you get nominated for an award and you're up against a bodybuilder. Yep.
0: And like a <laughs> duck. <laughs> and a puppet.
1: <laughs> you know, like I think they could afford to make a distinction between the two professions. <laughs> um, it's, it's a bit poor. I mean if Duck had won Like if he'd actually won Mm. What would his speech have been? Well he wouldn't He didn't talk I know That was the
0: enigma of Duck. The enigma Yeah The enigma Of Duck. Daryl would have definitely Got up on stage No Daryl would have talked Anyone had won (laughs) Plucker can talk He just never got a word That's, that's the thing that people didn't know about Plucker He had a lot of really serious opinions about shit But he, he just couldn't get into a conversation Because Daryl always like me, 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 me And uh, he was hoping he would win the Logie Because he actually wanted to express some regrets he had About the current political situation and <laughs> yeah. In particular the refugee he, policy and, He's actually devised a cure for cancer Yeah <laughs> No one's Hasn't got a word Came up with it nine years ago been pulling chickens out of a fucking thing and driving around in a little fucking you know, golf his, cart. In, his, in his laboratory storage. with a
1: big wheel with a bunch of frozen chooks.
0: <laughs> Just got, He worked it the out. The cure he, is. He worked it out using frozen chooks. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, for people who have not lived in Australia and seen Hey Hey It's Saturday, that is going to be. They did a couple episodes in the States. Yeah. Hey Hey
1: It's Saturday, I mean, we have talked about it before, but it was basically like a three-hour variety show that was like, uh, you know, interviews and bands and goofy sketches and stuff. But I remember they did a couple in the States. Um, and who did they did have they get on? Guess? Did they, get they had Well, at the time, so this were in mid nineties, they had the blonde chick from Murphy Brown. Do you remember her? The Corky Sherwood? No, <laughs>
0: what was her name? Oh yeah. I don't know. What was, was it you... Corky? Yeah. And then she got married and she it was Corky, Corky Sherwood, Sherwood Forest. Forrest. yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. They had her on and they had, um, uh, uh um, uh, Chevy Chase on. And oh. it was, you've never seen, Like, Chevy Chase, I think as soon as he stepped on set, was like, oh, man, like, I know my talk show did really badly, but is this sort of being reduced to? There's a
0: puppet and a head on a stick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was not happy to be there. He was just, like, waiting to get back to the fucking golf course. Yeah. Never really caught fire in the States for some reason. No. Do you think it's a cultural thing? Do you think a show like that could happen in like UK or, or the states?
0: I think so. It reminds me a little bit of like, um. do you ever watch the uh, Graham Norton show? Yeah, I was going
1: to say definitely the UK. Yeah,
0: like that energy. I mean, obviously they're very different shows, but you know, there's the fact that he can do stunts and he can really, like the audience is so up for it. And it's very I, loose. The thing I liked about Hey Hey in the old days was the audience provided much of their really good content. Yeah. You know, like they'll get people on to play games or they like just do these stupid little parlor games really. And like, it, but the audience would be so into the idea of it all, though, and it was a real family thing that it kind of just it worked despite itself. And
1: that's, I mean, people who are listening from overseas, especially in the states, you may have heard of Hey Hey last year because it was brought back for a sort of limited run. And we have a, a talent contest called Red Faces, and yeah. a bunch of guys got up in blackface and did a Jackson Five routine.
0: Yeah, ironically, Hey Hey it Saturday is like um, like an old boxer. Yeah, like or in, your in uncle. The, in that it was one of those things where um, at, for a period of time it was an awesome show and it was really edgy and doing things that nobody else had done. And then, it, you know, it was world champion. And yeah. then it had one fight too many. It got divorced. You know, need it, to pay some bills. hes to come back and then it just got belted around a lot and everyone's like, why don't you quit? You're ruining the memory that we had of you being such a beautiful fighter. And then, like 20 years later, <laughs> he's come out of retirement again for where He's going to fight a donkey. Yeah, and that's kind of what it was like. And then, yeah, there was a a, a blackface routine. I mean,
1: do you think if if that blackface, I mean, would, did they have blackface routines back when in its heyday in
0: the eighties? Hey, hey, its heyday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I think so. I mean, I think that we were just a lot more tolerant of horrible racism back in those days. Yeah, you know, I mean, because
1: it's kind of funny hearing people leap to the defense. In those
0: days, it would have been blackface, and then they would have gone to Red Simon's, the judge of red faces and he would have been wearing, like, a KKK hood, <laughs> like, you know. Or, like, the little cartoonist would have drawn, like, a little KKK hood and, like, a A noose coming and a from noose a tree. coming yeah. from the, the gong. Yeah. Like, that, that would have been, like, anyone who would have been like, that is brilliant satire. <laughs> KKK at Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think people have moved on. I think that some But, of them-
1: but there were there was a kind of a, a sort of, like, a voice of the minority who were coming out after that blackface thing saying, Hey, look... I- it's a product of its time. It's yeah. unique to that. They weren't meaning any offence. One of the guys in the in the sketch was Indian, and yeah. <laughs> that was one of the yeah. one of the arguments. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're yeah. not quite understanding how we've progressed in the last fifteen to twenty years.
0: It, it was one of those things where they're going, well, how do you impersonate a black person without blacking up? Your Robert fights? Downey Jr. did it in Show big Thunder*. Yeah, <laughs> that is. and he was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> that argument came out a lot. Yeah, and and you were like, did you? Not see the Did you not see the film? Like, that's the whole point of that role is the opposite of what you're arguing.
1: <laughs> I saw a sketch uh, actually today on Funny or Die, which is Robert Downey Jr. must be receiving some kind of, like, you know, honorary award or whatever. And it's this uh, pre-filmed sketch with Jamie Foxx, Gary Shandling, and Mel Gibson. And it's like funny. It's like yeah. they're three of them sitting around talking about what they're going to say about Robert and all this kind of stuff. And they make jokes about, they're saying, they were talking about, oh, we're back when Robert was crazy. And like, yeah, the last thing you want is for everyone to think you're crazy. And then they both look at Mel and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then like the last thing when people think is you're racist. And he's like, I'm not racist. oi vey. And it's just like, holy shit. Like, I mean, I could see them sitting around going, you know, what would get people's attention? Like Mel Gibson, like you'd say he's now, oh. it's an irrepar- it's irreparable damage at least for what, 10 years? You think? Until all the Holocaust <clears throat> survivors die. With that, is that how long?
0: Yeah, I reckon that's
1: because uh, he almost after the first after the first one, the sugar tits anti Semitic thing. I think he got welcome back. People he did. Were like, you know, We forgive you. Yeah. Did the Golden Globes? Ricky Gervais made some jokes about him. Okay. Yeah. And then it was a one-off, Mel. And then the Oxygen. We all make mistakes. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, and then it's like, oh, you're really, yeah. really horrible to women, <laughs> and you're racist. And you're bigoted and you're drunk and you kind of believe that in weird old, oh, and it, I, I don't know if you can. I can't, I can't do him. I tried to watch that fucking Beaver, Beaver movie, the puppet movie. Was it no good? Uh, and I was on a plane. No, right. And I walked out. No, <laughs> hey! That's an old gag. I'm not sure who's, but. <laughs> and um no, it was, uh, um oh, It's That's not, not good. Like I got, I, I had actually a flight where I got three, um, in a row. What were the other two? Fucking movies that I could not get past 20 minutes. Um, The Hangover, part two.
1: Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Oh,
0: I've heard it's terrible. Oh God, it's horrible. And Mel
1: Gibson was meant to be in that too. Oh. He originally was meant to be in that and then apparently they kicked up a fuss so they got... Who's the other cameo? Is it Bill Clinton? No. I
0: didn't get that far. Right. I literally did not get that far. And uh, the other one, I can't even remember. Oh, it was some horrible Kate Hudson thing where this guy's going to marry her, but like her best friend, something uh, borrowed. He's
1: in love. I think something, it's called, probably something, probably called borrowed. something borrowed. Something borrowed. I mean, I, I don't know it, but I'm guessing so. She's got a best friend. So she's got a guy friend who's her best friend, but she's marrying someone. No, I know what it is. Okay, is. She's got a girlfriend mm, yeah. who uh, she she uh, at the start of their friendship, they go out and she, the, she's got a mousy brown head friend and they go on a date and she introduces him to some guy. But then Kate Hudson... Oh, fuck, I don't know. No no, like, no, no, it no. It you, sounds yeah, a, it yeah, sounds, no. sounds you know, you're right. So they, something happens where... Okay, so the mousy-haired friend goes on a date with this guy. Kate Hudson comes along. Kate Hudson and the guy fall in love. Yeah. And then 10 years down the track, I think maybe they reconnect and then the the husband realises he actually loves mousy hair and Kate Hudson's sort of running interference. I think that might
0: be the plot. That's That is like... If you're a psychic, if you're like John Edward yeah, and I went and saw you, and you got that much right about some prediction about what my granddad was doing in heaven, I would be fucking buying your books and buying your tapes. <laughs> that was pretty fucking close. I'm, so I'm getting a will, a will, yeah. a will. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, uh, sorry, I mean, I,
1: I, I know enough that I saw like photos. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that that's the plot from the the poster and photos. Well, this this yeah. is the plot. Um, it is so, the plot.
0: So basic, well, it's basically the plot. So okay. um, mousy, brown-haired girl, the one from um, uh, the Mormon TV series. um, Big, Big Love. Big Love. Okay. Which is good. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's good. No, I've heard it's good. Yeah. It makes being polygamous a little bit more, like, achievable than I thought it would be. So how is it? Just separate houses or separate rooms? Yeah, they've got separate houses. I mean, there's troubles. How the fuck there's does he non- follow five houses? Oh, that's, houses. that's one of his troubles. Yeah, right. I um, mean, they've always got, this is the thing. You learn that it's not just about banging five, five, girls, bang at five, five girls at once, Charlie. And you will learn this with your wax dummies at the end of time. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of other issues. You have to feed and clothe and house them all. That they all have their individual issues. They have to make decisions together as well. And there's a range of difficulties that Do they arise. Have kids? Uh, yeah, there's kids involved. It's it's a, but it is a good series. I really genuinely like. I, I enjoyed it. But anyway, the girl from that. Okay, is, Mousy is Brown. Mousy Brown. Okay, so Mousy Brown. Um, went to uni with, um, you know, this guy. Yeah. And yeah, he's really hot, but right. she's Mousy Brown, yeah. right? And so, like, she was in love with him right through uni, but, yeah. like, you know, he's hot and she's Mousy Brown. Yeah. So one night they finally go out for a drink together and, like, something, you know, magical is about to happen and her friend Kate, Kate Hudson, Hudson right? okay. rocks up. Yeah. You know, Mousy Brown excuses herself. You know, yeah, because she's shy. Because she's shy, yeah. and then old mate, like he, he's like, oh, I'm going to go for the flashy blonde. Go, no, no, he's like, uh, he runs out in the street and gives it a oh. bit of like, you know, hey, would well, you want to bang both of us? How about threesome?
1: I would love that. A romantic comedy. <laughs> the guy runs out to the street. like, wait, don't go anywhere. I just realized. I realized that I really want to have sex with both of <laughs> you guys at the same time. Can we make that happen? <laughs>
0: that, that would have been better if that's what the invention of lying, lying that um, Ricky Gervais film was like. Because that's that's a film, essentially, what you've just pitched there. It's just a film about a guy who says what he's thinking <laughs> as opposed to like, what he, working what he out what the say. right thing to say yeah. is. So and he, he's, not, he's not mean-spirited. He's exactly the same guy as the guy who has the good sense to cover up what he actually thinks. Yeah. They're both as nice a guys <laughs> as each other. One of them just doesn't realise that you're not meant to just say the thing. In fact, if anything, he's more honest <laughs> than the person who's lying to you. This guy is 100% honest with you all the time. Which is why it
1: wouldn't work on a date because no one is 100% honest. No, the you've got to
0: cover that shit up. So he runs out on the street and says, yeah. you know, hey, how about threesome? No. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I love you or no, something. Yeah, but like something a bit romantic. Uh, oh, is this okay? He just gives it a bit of like, is this okay? okay. Which is the bit where like, you know, because he's yeah. kind of like, we were on a date. And yeah. this
1: is not the first third of the film, first act, yeah?
0: Yeah, this yeah. is the first act, yeah. And um, so they, uh, you know, she's like, no, no, it's fine. But clearly they love each other, Yeah, they? yeah. So yeah. at that point. Because they
1: bonded over, let me guess, they bond over a book oh, or like- a movie or a song. It's something like that. That either he was listening to the Smiths and she yeah. liked that, or they both reached for the same Ernest Hemingway book. Is yeah. it something like that? I think Is- it was something
0: like that. Yeah, yeah. I can't, it was so it was could so be some quirky thing that Yeah, Definitely. of course. All right. So, uh, anyway, so. They go apart, blah 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 blah. Uh, anyway, Kate Hudson and this fella fall in love. Mm. They're about to get married. It's the you know the fucking whatever the thing before the marriage, and uh, the you know they're having something hen's night. No, uh, it's like because everyone's there. I'm not. Really I like sure family. What that is. The family's got together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a celib- Maybe it's their engagement party. Okay. You know, and they're having a short engagement. Okay, into sure. A ma- uh, I don't know. It's like that sort of vibe. Yeah. Right. Okay. So suddenly, old mate, and uh, Mousy Brown and. Mousy Brown, yeah. you know, suddenly the whole thing, you know, that's... And have Mousy on.
1: Brown and Blondie been keeping in contact?
0: Yeah, they're still best friends. Oh, it's right through the whole relationship. Yeah. Okay. So that's where this is gets really awful, is that really you're now in a movie, and this is why I had to turn it off after a little while, because I didn't expect the movie was going to be good, but I actually got to that point where I am like, who am I barracking for? Because I, I get, it, I get in, in the end that Mousy Brown is probably going to fucking... Yeah, you know end up with end up with this guy but that's horrible like what? she had a fucking tr- <laughs> tr- you
1: know what I mean <laughs> like Kate Hartson's frick. done nothing Bad no luck mate Kate Hartson
0: has done nothing sit on the bench you're going to miss out in the game <laughs> that's exactly but you know what just fucking do something you had your fucking crack at the title yeah so and now old mate's got hers you're her best don't friend don't undermine her like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, You're but let me guess. Friend.
1: But flashy blonde is kind of superficial. Actually, doesn't have as much in common with the dude. No, not as in there is much.
0: But she missed her fucking chance. Well, that's
1: all right. Like, that doesn't like life doesn't like is, isn't a series of conclusive statements. It constantly changes. Yeah, so you, know, you can you can't meet fuck someone
0: over your best friend, and like you know.
1: Well, hang on. If he left her, yes, and then six uh, months later. You know. It's fine. But that's okay. It's okay. But you're saying not before the wedding. No. And is that what they're heading towards in the
0: film? Yeah. So, anyway. It's actually because that's kind of interesting. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but, but you don't like anyone. Yeah, right. Maybe if that was done in a really, like if, um uh you know, the guy who made Beginners made yeah, a yeah. movie about that, or the guy who made Sideways. Like if it was an indie film. It was Sideways, yeah. or one of those sort of films. like And the whole thing was that. Yeah. They got in this relationship, but they weren't the right people. But then, how, when your friends, do you make that work? Yeah. That might be an interesting film, but it's not played like that. It's played like, you know, like a light romantic well,
1: comedy. Well, you know, in uh, there's a film that always used to bug me it was Reality Bites, right? Because we're not, when a Ryder has to choose between cool, grungy Ethan Hawke yeah. or um, charming, but kind of clueless, smarmy uh, Ben Stiller, right? Yep. Yeah. And she gets, she dates Ben Stiller and he's actually a really nice guy yeah. and she's surprised by the good time she's having, right? Yeah. And old bloody mopey, <laughs> grungy Ethan Hawke is fucking like brooding or whatever, but she's yeah. still drawn to him. And in the end she ends up with Ethan Hawke and I was always like, the fucking... Dude who is unreliable, monosyllabic, yeah. could never, like, express himself. That's the guy she like. And the guy who, the only thing he did wrong was take her f- short film and recut it because he thought he could make some money for her. Yeah. And she got really upset about yeah. that. It's like, you're a fucking uni student. Yeah. Some guy from MTV has bought your fucking student film and turned it into something good that he can sell. And you're mad? Like, and all she's like, no, no, I'm going to go for the fucking shoeless guy playing fucking songs down the street. Like... I just It used to bug me so
0: much. Charlie standing up in the cinema just screaming, oh, fuck Ben Stiller. <laughs> he's great. I've got films he can put on MTV. But you're right. It's it's it, that beautiful myth of like, you know. True love conquers all. <laughs> that I want to say a reality bites 20 years later, like the 20-up yeah. series. Yeah, that she ended like, up with him. He's a junkie. Well, that, like, they have he's made never, that. He's never like... um You know, he's never written a book or done anything like that. In our works at
1: fucking Kmart. But they have made that movie. Have you seen Blue Valentine?
0: No, I haven't seen it. You've
1: got to see it. It's fucking awesome. It's such a great movie. And the way they structure it is they basically tell a relationship, parallel storylines, and you get to see how the couple met and fell in love at the same time as you see them break apart. So it's brilliant. And when they meet, they are young and carefree and he's kind of cool and dangerous and they're living in like New York or some cool city. And it's just so fucking romantic and great cut to 10 years later. They have a kid. They're in the suburbs. He's put on a bit of paunch. He's balding. He's fucking drinking every day and going to a painting job that he hates. And it's like, that's true, man. Like if every romantic comedy had a a sequel, that's 10 years later. Like even if it was, uh, um, you know, like when Harry met Sally, like you know that big fucking moment, New Year's Eve party. And It's like, yes, they're finally together, but they argued a lot. I yeah. imagine only five years after that New Year's Eve party, they were fucking arguing again, non-stop. Because she, because she really irritated
0: him. And 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 Annie McDowell left Bill Murray in Groundhog Day when she realized he didn't learn how to play the piano every day. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm back to living a day at a time. This is bullshit. I can't impress you at all anymore. She's like, he doesn't know what I drink anymore. He's not buying me the right flowers on the right day. All his game was predicated on the fact that he could get it wrong like a thousand times. And she would
1: go, do you remember that 24-hour period in which you fucking knew everything about me? was so charming. How come that never happens again? How come you can't anticipate what's going to happen now? It used to to be like you knew me so well. And every day
0: you tried to impress me. (laughs) (laughs) And now Bill Murray's sitting on the couch. Watching baseball, smoking bombs. <laughs> Why don't you play the piano anymore? Yeah, <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> Played it for a thousand years. <laughs> would you? Would you tell her? Like this is the interesting thing to me. Okay, no About way. She, who's going to believe you? She but think this is crazy. The, so this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, and you're not going to tell her the thing that is defined. Your very relationship and existence. You're going to live with that dark secret behind your relationship for the whole time? All right, well, hypothetically... I mean, eventually you could tell her, couldn't you? Hey, you know how I knew all those things about you? Well, funny story. (laughs) The Groundhog. And then millions of years. And then I I don't
1: think you need need to tell her. No? I mean, you, you can say to someone that you meet... Like, you know, with Gemma, I remember when... She was single and I saw a photo of hers at your place, actually. And I was like, I just had this fucking funny feeling about, you know, I'd known her for a while, but never thought of it like that. Then saw this photo and I had this feeling that we were going to end up together, you know, and I didn't necessarily tell her that because it's quite, that's it sounds a bit crazy to say women to be together, you realize, like if you inject any of that kind of high concept shit into any relationship, maybe after a few years, you would tell her, but definitely not within the first five, I don't reckon it would sound too nuts.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, okay. Because so built-
1: destiny is a big thing. to uh, Destiny or some cosmic kind of interference is a big thing to lay on someone who's maybe not sure if they can stand the side of you. <laughs> You've got to be pretty sure they're not going anywhere. <laughs> really? Before you bust yeah. out, they're meant to be together.
0: Yeah. Was it your destiny that you smell so bad in the toilet? <laughs> Was that destiny as well? What did I get out of this destiny? (laughs) That you don't fucking put socks together ever and I can never find a pair of fucking socks? That's a good good
1: question about destiny, though. When people talk about their destinies, just say... uh, you know, it's your destiny to to have a career in comedy. Like that was your destiny, and the people who are associated with you have made that happen. Yeah. Was it their destiny to be like your manager, or was yeah. it their destiny to be the guy who started writing jokes to you, like stuff like that? People don't mention
0: that so much as a destiny. No, I had that day where I realised I was going to facilitate someone else. Yeah, career. <laughs>
1: but it's true. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you, if people, people who talk about destiny have often risen to a position of power, and they talk about, it was my destiny to be, you know, president or whatever. But the people who are associated with you, if your destiny was to, you know, go in this direction, they're not... By the same thinking, their destiny was to assist you,
0: yeah. you know, or be your secretary. Yeah, it's pretty up yourself. That's pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is an interesting thing, though. Like, Ted Robinson is a TV producer who produced um, a, a show I used to do called The Glass House. And he's a guy who really inspired me to get into comedy. He used to produce a show called The Big Gig, which is, like, where I fell in love with comedy. And I do have that feeling about comedy that, like, you know, and I've talked to you about this before, that... I knew from a very young age in an environment where I had no exposure to comedy. You know, I came from a farming family and generations of, like, it wasn't a you know a funny family, um, and so it was one of those things where I just knew it. I had this sense that that was what I wanted to do. Now maybe that's just a normal human emotion. Who fucking knows? But, um, so but then you self mythologize, yeah. Like so, yeah you, yeah, you start to feel in your own story about. It, whereas sometimes it's just you know. It's that you just worked hard, you, worked hard it, you hard wanted it. it, and you worked hard, at it, like or whatever. Like yeah. it's not destiny at all. Like you know, there's luck. Involved. No one's
1: destined to be a doctor. <laughs> you know, you actually have to apply yourself and have a set of skills to yeah. be a doctor. You're, you're, sweating, I'm you're
0: through medical school.
1: You go, it has been written. <laughs> First day of lectures, you turn up in a toga, just stand there with your arms raised, staring <laughs> no. at the ceiling. It is my
0: my destiny. <laughs> <laughs> it is my destiny to be a doctor. It has been my dream since I was fourteen. <laughs> You know, and that's it's funny when you watch those shows like um a uh, like a talent show, like a singing show, or one of those ones, and they're always like, you know, I, I should stay in because I want this so, so bad, bad.
1: Yeah. and you're it's like, all I've ever wanted,
0: yeah. That's actually a not a reason that you should get to stay. Everyone wants it, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but but I think that's a real honesty because the truth of it is that no one deserves it, and like singing. Like it's not a they don't we don't do a competition around the world where we find the eight best singers and they are by nature the eight most popular singers. Like we just choose people, you know, based on a whole range of things, and we go we like them this much and we like them this much. Mm. And but it's not fair. Like it's not like we go we've measured Radiohead against Coldplay <laughs> yeah. and it turns out scientifically Radiohead radio are scientifically better. So the re, so. Coldplay should not sell ten times as many records. Yeah. Like it doesn't work like that, you know. Yeah. But they're being quite honest when they say, "I want this," because yeah. that's all you can ever have, really, is just to want something.
1: Well, I don't. What well, I mean, what kid ever dreams of working in an office? You know, like everyone, everyone starts off thinking, "Well, I'm destined for great things," unless you know you're obviously in an abusive childhood home yeah. or you just raise in area with no opportunity. But everyone dreams, like you know, you've got those ideals. But I think what life is, it's a series of um, short, it happens in stages in which you have to reassess what your dreams are and how much you are destined to do that thing that you think you're destined to do. Well, we've
0: spoken about this before, but it's like that thing of like when you finally realize you're too old to do things. Mm. Like there are things in your life that you will not get to do. Like at the start of your life, anything is possible. Yeah. Like I had a period of my life where, you know, you could play, you go, like I didn't give up on my hopes of playing cricket for Australia until I was older than anyone who was playing cricket for Australia. <laughs> Yeah, and then like you know, at that point, even though I wasn't playing cricket and had not done for fifteen years, I was still like, well, maybe I could roll my arm over and it'd work out. Okay, <laughs> well,
1: it's, funny. it's funny. I was listening to Brian uh, Bryan Cranston getting interviewed on What the Fuck, and he was talking about his career, and because uh, Mark was asking him, uh, do you feel like you know you've made it now, or you know you've had you were on one massive hit show and you've got this other massive hit show, and now you're getting movies? Like, do you feel do you feel comfortable? And Brian Cranston said, well, I've never been results orientated. I just knew what I liked to do. And my plan was just to do that as well as I could. And things would happen as they were meant to happen. And I thought that was such a perfect philosophy because I think a lot of, especially if you're working in showbiz, it's, it's not so much about you can have all the skill and talent in the world and never get anywhere. I think a lot of it is just perseverance. How thick is your skin? Like how long can you maintain chasing that dream before you go, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And, Lots of people drop out for reasons that are totally valid, family or money or, or whatever. But I think having the ability to just sort of stick with it as long as you can is probably one of the most important attributes. But I also think that like, you know... And it happens at different ages for people as well. You know, like you get that no, thing of thinking, oh, if I'm not successful by the time I'm 25, then I should get a real job.
0: And, and, and maybe it doesn't happen like that. Maybe you're like, you know... And some people have it really early, you know, they have – and then it all goes away. And I sometimes think that would be worse. Like I like the fact that it took me a little while because you feel like I've got to – I've already got to do it for ages. Like that in itself is a victory. I didn't have to do anything else. Yeah. And I think that's got to be your philosophy. And I I think of that a lot about like moving overseas because obviously it's something that I kind of like, you know, would like to to do some stuff overseas. But only if it was stuff that interests me as much as the stuff I get to do here because I'm very lucky that I have this like – I, I pretty much get to do all the stuff that I like to do. I have an interesting tally show to do and I get to do this and I get to do, you know, so like I wouldn't go over there to like, you know, host Wheel of Fortune, you know, <laughs> that it would be weird to me. Like that would just be saying, I care more about being famous and rich than I care about getting to, and the whole point of getting famous or rich is so you just can only get, you, you just do the things, things you want you to do. do anyway. So if you're already doing it, then if you're already you know, doing that, which is pretty much what I do, I get to do my stand up and my show and this, and I kind of feel like I'm doing the things I want to do. Yeah. So anyway, Ted Robinson said to me, and it was a bit of advice because, like, I was young when I first started doing that show, and I was probably a pain in the ass, like everyone is when they're young. And you know, and <laughs> you knew everything. Yeah. And he said to me uh, one day, he said, "Remember, this is everyone's day at the office." And I thought it was such good advice because, like, there is a thing where you go, everyone here is to facilitate me being happy and my day at work being awesome, which is completely untrue. It's everybody's day at work. Yeah, yeah. Like, the person who's working the camera, that's their day at work. And if you can make it fun and interesting, they'll, like, you know, light their day at work. You should be entertaining them and the... kind of everyone who's there, you know, as much as you're entertaining the people at home or anything like that, you know, mm. they're all just people trying to fucking do the job.
1: Yeah, totally. Especially with like TV crews, because you get yeah. very close with those guys. Like it does become very family-like. I know when I was doing Healers, the guys had been on that show, had been on it the whole run. So almost like 13 or 14 years and they would shoot like 50 episodes a year or something crazy like that. So pretty much 48 weeks of the year with these people and you shoot long hours when you, when you're doing TV, you know, sometimes 14 hour days. So like it's in your best interest to create an environment yeah. where people are happy, you know, and they we, were really good at that. They were really good. You might as well just at, have fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not, not have fun, but also um, like, you know, there's sure you've got people in front of the camera who, you know, have to sell the product, but you know, they're only going to be as good as the people around them. Yeah. And I've always, I've always been stunned by people who who are dismissive of crew or condescending. It's like, you fucking realise that these are the guys who shoot and light you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, you want to be nice to those guys.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And it's so weird that, like, that idea of, I mean, I guess it's it's quite a selfish thing, but I often measure my work in terms of my enjoyment, which I guess is probably not the, you know, it should be in terms of what the audience, you know, get out of it. But it's a it's a nice career to have when you go, I enjoyed that tonight or whatever. Yeah. And But I was in Perth uh, oh, probably three weeks ago now, I guess, since we last recorded, and... Uh, um, <laughs> I got this heckle at the end of the show, and it had been a cracking show. Like people who went to the show will know it because uh, well, this incident yeah stands out. But uh, I um, it had been a really good show, and I really felt happy with it. And I'm getting to the end, and there's kind of like a little, just a tiny little poignant sort of ish thing at the end. It's got jokes in it, don't worry. But <laughs> but like, you know, there's a moment, and this guy has heckled me, and I normally quite like a heckler. You know, I like it gives me you know. Something to thinking do that's fresh and I like thinking on my feet. and I like the challenge and it normally always goes your way. Everyone's there to see you. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's not really a fair fight. It's like Gladiators. Yeah, like you're Vulcan <laughs> and they're an accountant. And, uh, yeah. you know, so it's, it, it yeah, you're right to go. So this guy's heckled me though and it was the best heckle, like as in if you really wanted to hurt me, <laughs> the best heckle you could have ever got because if you just gone, you're fucking shit or whatever, yeah. I'd be like. Be original, mate. Well, right? yeah, but, but also it went just went really well. So, like, nothing you could say, like, is gonna, you know, hurt me. But then he said this he's just gone, he put on a bit of weight. Oh. <laughs> and he said it like that, as if, like, as if he was my, like, nana. Like, you know, and but it, like, there's like that's brilliant. There's like 1200 people in this room, but it rang out. Like, he said it at almost I reckon normal speaking level and yet it carried mm. through to the stage and and I was stunned because it was genuinely like if he got you're a fat cunt or whatever I'd just be like it's a delivery whatever but just be, because I have put on a little weight, yeah. and I was like but I'm like in my head I'm like ah, oh, no one noticed I'm wearing black yeah, yeah. <laughs> these these jeans are a little bit tight, Vertical, They're tight vertically jeans. striped yeah exactly top. it's fine no one's noticed
1: you're wearing your spanks
0: and he really was like that thing. I was going. It, it, the only thing he could have hurt me more is he going like, "You don't call your nana enough." <laughs> There's the times <tone laughs> really so, hurts. But her. did he yell that out? Like, no. so he yelled it out loud? I mean, enough. it was loud enough that people heard. So I guess it was above. He didn't. And like, he just dropped it in during the show. Was there yeah. a point I mean, of pause?
1: Right. And yeah. he just he just out of the blue. It was like one of those non sequitur.
0: Yeah. Clap for these people. We're wrapping up. Clap, 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 clap. Have you put them Pause. Wait? I'm about to go into my poigna pin. A bit
1: of you know what that is? That's awesome oh misdirection. Yeah. Like Because it's so left field. It takes all the... My sister is... You can't argue with my sister. You can have all the facts in the world backing you up. You can have... Like her logic is completely flawed. And as you're yelling at her, telling her that she's wrong, she'll just stare at you and go, your face gets so ugly when you <laughs> yell. And you're like, but... That, what, that, that has nothing to do with... But she's just brilliant. And it's the same kind of thing. It's so left of centre. You have no... Come back, you know, oh, and there's man. also a hint of truth in it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that, that was that was the thing that really hurt me. He's like, you know, it, it was one of those things where I was just like, it, it was. He he'd identified things that were really important to me, yeah, and like got right. You have a nagging doubt that your football team will never win a premiership while you're alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do have a nagging doubt about that. <laughs> you're hopeful about the new Batman movie, but you like the last two so much that you think you're gonna only be disappointed. <laughs> oh, why do you hurt me so much, audience member? How do you know my inner soul? How and so did you ever come back? Oh yeah, I did. You are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you you're fat. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Whatever. Uh yeah, no, it was I I got a little uh what was it? Going Over to, the top. I'll be the guy. And you no, no, I can't. I can't. It was. It was. Uh, oh, was it really filthy? It was a whole thing. <laughs> it was <laughs> a whole thing. You didn't call him a pedophile, did you? No. All right. No, I didn't, Charlie. I did that once.
1: You didn't go street fighting.
0: One audience member. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got so um, angry and aggressive, like you know, you know. Hopefully, comic wise, the audience seemed to be enjoying it, but I was like, you know, I really like did it and did it and then like put to the point where. I said, the the final thing I said was, and in the future, the beautiful gift that you have given this audience is that I've had such a good time tonight. And this is one of the most beautiful gigs I've done on the tour. And the the sadness of comedy is that that will soon fade from my mind as I do other gigs. But now forevermore, when somebody comes up to me and says, I was at the gig with the cunt, I will know (laughs) that they speak of this moment. No, it's nice. (laughs) And I say, go home. And uh, when you write about this show on Twitter, use the hashtag, I was with the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the beautiful moment was that he just, he went, sorry. <laughs> 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 that's great. <laughs> sorry. That is is that there
1: was... any way you can win on stage if someone heckles you and you lose it? Is that, uh, I you, don't think so. You can't I mean, win. that's,
0: I think, when you see all that shit on YouTube. where Like Michael Richards or someone. Yeah. It's, I mean, essentially, I think the trick of comedy, if I... <laughs> Listen up, listen up, young comedians. I know you've been listening to this for pearls of comedy wisdom. Well, here's one. Um, one of the only things I know about uh, comedy is that the audience have to sense that you are in charge. Yeah, right. Yeah, when you walk out on stage, what they're looking for is they're all there. Like, essentially, if you think about the construct of comedy, a whole group of people have gathered in a place, people who have already expressed a desire for or an enjoyment of laughter. Mm. They've gone, I. Desire and enjoy laughter. Let's gather together with other people who who also enjoy this phenomena. (laughs) Yeah, we will exchange money for (laughs) the comedy, and we will sit in a room and enjoy the comedy, absorb
1: it orally. Yeah, process it in our brains. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's because this is the thing that we desire. We will look forward to it. We will tell people about it later. This is so they're already there with that sort of attitude generally. So all you've got to do is walk out on stage and go, "Hey, you know that thing that you're all here for." Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. I've I got that i situ- got that shit sorted. That's true. Because you I, know?
1: I told you that I get uncomfortable going yeah. to see stand up, I don't like it. And I think part of the reason is that tightrope act. I get nervous thinking I may see someone fucking fall apart tonight. I don't want to see that. But you're right. If a comedian comes out and they're immediately in charge, yeah. then you're like, okay, I can relax because this guy isn't going to fuck up. He's not going to embarrass me or himself.
0: <laughs> the, the captain on the plane doesn't need to tell you. This is your captain speaking. We're going to go up to the west to 30,000 feet. He's not looking for feedback. He's not looking for you, Charlie Clawson, sitting in 24A to go, to the west? <laughs> <laughs> we're all dead for sure. <laughs> I don't know what your accent was <laughs> in that, in that like bit. That. All over the shop. You were you were, you were were one of those multi-personality people like oh, yeah. the United States of Tara. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you panic so easily. <laughs> One of, one of your personalities is extremely jumpy on aircraft, but but, but he just says that to basically say, "Hey, I mean, I'm the captain, and I've thought about how this is going to work, and it's going to be fine." Sit back, watch some telly. So um, that's what he's doing, and I think as a comedian, that's you know what you're doing as well. So I, I think the minute you lose it, the minute you start going off, or you. You know, you let the audience know that you're rattled by something, unless you're doing that in a comedic way.
1: Yeah. Then unless I, you are an angry comic, like, unless that's your shtick. is to Oh, kind like Lewis Black or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, who just cuts people down, yeah. you know. But I remember once seeing a comedian. Um, well, I got attacked by a comedian once. That was fucking horrible. I think, have I told you that story? No, I, I don't know. Um, I think I, well, Pommy Johnson. We may have have talked about this before, but I went to see... um, (laughs) I've had a feeling about that about three times today. Have
0: we talked about this before? Or just in real life? (laughs) We're actually (laughs) starting to run
1: out of stuff. (laughs) I went to see... It was when Michael Chamberlain was starting. He did Raw Mm. and Pommy was the MC. And I got there late and had to sit in the front row. And during one of his MC bits, he must have thought that I had said something or had done something, but I was just scratching my head Mm. or something. Because he stopped the show... With your middle finger? No. Towards him? Oh, maybe that was it. I don't know. It was literally something innocuous though. Yeah. And he came to the edge of the stage and was like, would you, you know, what, am I boring you? And, and yeah. I had no idea. And he actually literally stopped the show for about two minutes to fucking like, and it wasn't like he was making jokes. Like if he had started like riffing on what I was wearing or, you know, saying you look like a young Daryl Summers or something like that. <laughs> right. But he, he just literally just tore shreds off of me and was, um. he said something, he, or, uh, called me gay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Called me gay. Um said something like, if you're not going to laugh, you can fuck off. And uh, when I tried to say hey, something back like, hey, I'll, you know, yeah. no trouble for yeah, me, I mean, he said, don't bring a feather duster to a gunfight.
0: <laughs> was he reading Christmas ca- Crackers at the time? Is I don't, that, don't know, man. Where did was, you get uh, that it, from? It was, it was
1: fucking weird. B- B-
0: Bommie, I like Bommie, but <laughs> I mean... Was that out, out of character? That does seem a bit weird.
1: That he would do that? Yeah. He's I not like so. that? He's I not, don't really
0: know. I don't gig a lot with him, but I've always... Like a, um, Star and Garter. it yeah. would have
1: been 1997 Star and
0: Garter. brilliant
1: <laughs> it's burnt my memory but yeah but it totally fucking like I, not only was I fucking wrecked up but the audience was just like after that and he was the MC for a bunch of yeah. like amateur comics too so like when they get up on stage they're already fucking shitting themselves they've yeah. just seen the MC yell at someone for two minutes <laughs> straight and like now they bring out the next fucking act but yeah it's just there's nothing more uncomfortable than being in a room when a comedian has just decided to go off script and fucking
0: get angry, you know? Um, uh, We had a really awkward moment. Uh, we were in uh, Bathurst uh, in uh, New South Wales and uh, um, we went out uh, for dinner the night before. This awesome, like... We try to, like, when we're on tour, which is probably why that guy said, um, have you put on a bit of weight? But um, <laughs> sure, yeah. when we go to all these weird country towns, like, they've always got, like, you know, they're big enough A lot of our
1: Bathurst listeners. <laughs> yeah. A weird Bathurst listeners. Oh, no,
0: but I mean, just in general, we go to a lot of, like, really kind of, like, sometimes you go to a place that is off the beaten track to do this tour, but every town has at least one really awesome place to eat. Mm. And I think it makes the tour a little bit more fun. If you just go and find the really awesome place to eat and eat there in Bathurst, they had two. So we had this awesome dinner and then we had like breakfast at this place called the hub. And it was, Oh, fucking, it was amazing. Like it was just really awesome. But we were there, um, for the 11th, 11th, that that was the date we were there and it was 11 o'clock. And so they're going to have the minute silence. Um, and, uh, also, that gives you an insight into what time I ate breakfast when I went on tour. the minute of, could you please stop chomping on your eggs so we can honor fallen soldiers? <laughs> um, anyway, so um, they've gone around and, like, and there's heaps of people there. It's a really popular place. So there's like, uh, you know, so let's say 70 people, pretty, pretty packed full. Mm. Gone around, everyone said, please observe the minute silence. They turned off the, the music and everyone was silent about 30 seconds into the minute silence, some tourists who have clearly just been walking by Uh. on the street where there's no sort of other people to know that there's a silence or whatever have seen the cafe come in Uh. and just, like, started at normal level because they don't know. They expect when they go into a crowded cafe it's going to be full of people talking at a certain level. So they've gone from street voice into that sort of like, so they're just coming like, anyway, we should take a, get a table up there. And you then oh, you dear, heard, dear. like, someone turning down the volume on their stereo, their voice just gets softer and softer and softer as it adjusted to the <laughs> fact that everybody in the room was silent. But I, they still didn't click to what the silence was, so they continued oh, to talk. But to everyone there, it's essentially like we're all eavesdropping on their conversation yeah. because, because they still haven't quite noticed that
1: not everybody else is, is would have not been really it's unusual so it's
0: really, like imagine you walk in on that. yeah it, it's like, creepy is this is like a cult <laughs> yeah 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 like what uh, village of the dam yeah it, it, like i it would have but anyway this is my favorite bit about them germans oh
1: my so, god so
0: it was <laughs> and oh then my. a japanese couple <laughs> came mean
1: <in>, italian couple
0: <laughs> it was uh it was gorgeous awkward
1: okay let's wrap this up um uh, so you finished your tour You've got nothing left to plug
0: Oh uh, yeah that's true Oh well actually That's not true um, uh, If you're in New Zealand I know I have some people That listen to this Who are in New Zealand I'm coming over to do um, I think that's our Third biggest territory Some, some shows at the Classic In Auckland um, Yeah in like A couple of weeks So just uh,
1: Yeah But obviously that's why um, We've been trying to get together In the last month But you've been touring Like a fucking maniac Maniac
0: I oh, know It's been Like we've been on the Tally And the tour And it's been really Fucking full on To be honest it's like, this, there has been points where I'm just like, what am I fucking doing? Like I had this gig on the Gold Coast and like, no disrespect to anybody, listeners listens to this who's on the Gold Coast, because I'm clearly not talking about every individual in the audience, but man, like they were the dumbest audience <laughs> I have had on the whole tour. Like it was like the whole gig was on a fucking time delay. It's not like they didn't get the jokes. It was like, they just took a little while to get the jokes and they were the best people of the Gold Coast. Then you go out on the street. Like, I mean, the people who came to my show, bless them. It was great to have them there. And, you know. But then you go out on the street and look at the people who chose not to come and see my show, Charlie. And it's like the de-evolution of man. Like, the Gold Coast is the only place where when schoolies comes to town, the IQ goes up. (laughs) Like, that is like fucking Mensa coming to town. Like, thousands of people who have finished year 12. They must, like... do you think the Gold Coast looks like it was,
1: like it's a movie set? Like no building is older than like twenty years old. It's everything's fucking brand new and shiny, and looks like it's made of plastic. Like you could pick up things and carry them. Even right. the
0: shops look like movie set shops. Yeah. Like even shops that you normally recognize, that you would normally comfortably go into, you're like, I'm not going into this subway. <laughs> it's it's a hall of mirrors. Yeah, it's like
1: Truman Show. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you've <laughs> just got this feeling that everything is slightly off. Um. Anyway, so. Uh probably won't be back to the Gold Coast next <laughs> year. <actually. laughs> so if you'd like me to come to your town, hit me up on Facebook.
1: And uh, don't sh- forget to check out our Facebook page. Um, we're also on Twitter at TweetFop. Yep. Um, and Will has his own uh, personal Twitter account, Will underscore Anderson, and I'm CX Clawson.
0: I'm the the sixth most powerful social media person uh, in Australia, Charlie. Behind who? Uh, there was a big uh, thing in the paper last weekend. Yeah. I'll post it on our ToeFop page. Who's, who's one of who's the one um, five? He's sixth? I'm ahead of Russell Crowe. Mm. I'm ahead of Julia Gillard. Mm. Um, no, not hard. <laughs> Everyone's ahead of Julia Gillard in any kind of poll. It was nice to know that, like, I had more social media clout. Like, she's like, I'm the Prime Minister, but, yeah, I fucking take you at Twitter bitch. <laughs> um, uh, I can't remember everybody, to be honest. But Who are the top five? I can remember who the top one was, Who's and I can remember one? who was number five. Okay. So number five was Danny Minogue. No <laughs> so I'm not, so I'm not. Oh, That picture over Gillard's yeah. not looking so sweet now, is it? I did get pipped by Danny Munoz So <laughs> that was a bit unfortunate uh, One of them I think was like a news like a news source like may, oh, Maybe even Amir Friedman or someone like that You know, someone who does all their work Because she's got a really popular website and stuff So no, her whole yeah. world is online Yeah, And she's a good tweeter and stuff like that as well There was like Latika Burke who's a news person um, I'm missing someone, but the number one one by a long mile, the most influential person in our entire country. Uh, let me guess. See if you can guess them. Yeah. That's
1: uh, right. Give me some clues. So uh, you've got to be
0: – they measured it by taking – I don't know how exactly they did it, but by taking some measure of your presence sort of like – on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook YouTube, it. so you know you, yeah, all those sort of things, and I think they'd studied the how long your you things get passed on or you know looked at and that sort of thing. But I think okay. someone who's had massive amounts of exposure. Hits on things.
1: Okay, yep. uh, now I'd have to be an entertainer, not a politician. Yeah, entertainer. Um, I'd say like a musician or a band.
0: Musician, that's right.
1: Um, oh, have I won Idol? Or X Factor or something? No, not even that. Oh, that little uh, Australia's Justin Bieber. Cody Simpson. That's the Blondie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, fuck. And he'd be miles ahead of everyone. Miles he? ahead.
0: Of, like, he's got like 1.5 fuck million fucking like, uh, Twitter followers and he's had 100 million YouTube views. And if you said to me that... right now, I would give you 100 million dollars if you could hum two bars of anything that he's ever done, you would get to keep your 100 million dollars. I'm You're Cody right?
1: Simpson. <laughs> I'm
0: Cody Simpson. I'm not on the TV show. I'm Cody Simpson. <laughs> You'd have a crack, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. You think, oh well, I but might, that, I might luck like it. But that's
1: fucking amazing, like how yep. big the internet is, and yep. how many people are uploading fucking videos of themselves playing guitar, and lightning strikes this one dude. Like, uh, there's got to be something else happening. Surely, there must be like talent destiny? scouts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it destiny? Is Maybe. that what it is? No. Nice. He, he was destined. And I was destined to be Australia's sixth most popular. Behind Danny Oak. (laughs) Behind Danny Oak. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.